the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonza, Dan Menzel, back with you again on a Strikers Night. It's the Strikers' first official home game. First one got washed out. Men's, how are you? I'm going well, Bonds. And you're right, it is the Strikers Night. I'm wearing my Adelaide Strikers new hat. So uh, yeah, get around very nice. the merchandise uh, for the Adelaide Strikers this year. And what about the amount of people walking past us going down to the Oval? We're yeah. not far away from a start, actually. No, we're not. And uh, look, great conditions out there. For what we've had in Adelaide the Perfect. last two weeks, this is uh, wonderful. And we're not going to get washed out tonight, which is great to see. We take on the Sydney Thunder. Yes. Um, but be part of the show. Uh, text in on 0427 154 or the open line, the Nutrient Ag Solutions open line going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au is 1300 736 if you want to have a chat with us. Speaking of being a part of the show, we need you to, in our Big Bash tipping competition, which we are yes. running throughout the duration of the comp across the 40 games. So after game week one, we gave an update last night. Sam, myself, and Chad are on five. Bonds, you're on four with Travis Waitland. And the listeners out there are on four as well. So very close competition. We gave our tips last night. So in segment two tonight, we're going to go over Sammy, Travis's, and Wilds' tips. But what we need is we need you guys out there listening to text in your tips for game week two. These are the games. We just need a tip for each game. Strikers v. Thunder. Who do you think wins? Scorchers and Hurricanes. The Renegades versus Heat. The Sixers versus Strikers. The Stars versus Thunder. And the last game is the Hurricanes versus the Renegades. So text us in and we'll read out your tips uh, in around about 20 minutes' time. So it's the next six BBL games. Next six BBL games. Text us in, put your name on the end, and we'll read out your tips. And they'll be part of the tipsters' uh, selections for Game Week 2 in our Big Bash tipping competition and uh, looking forward to going over that. But now, Bonds, let's get into the hot topic. The hot topic, thanks to Irrigear. To save time and water, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. It's all about the strikers and the thunder. That is the hot topic for today, isn't it? It is the hot topic for today. And look, uh, after a washout in game one, we're effectively on one point. You get two points for a win, zero for a loss, and one for a no result. So uh, it's an important game for us at home as well. These are the games that... We have to perform in, and if we're going to be better than last year and make it, then we need to perform and get the job done against the Thunder. Tonight. Get off to a winning start too, I think, is important. One thing we missed yesterday afternoon, it was late yesterday afternoon, the Strikers have added another player to their squad. They have. And he's in the 13 for tonight, so he might actually play tonight. His name is Josh Can. He's playing for the Northern Districts Club. He comes in as a replacement player for Trav Head. Um, in the local cricket, he's playing as I said, for Northern Districts. In the T20 comp, he made 302 runs at an average of 100, and, uh, 100 or just over 100, which was 120 more runs than the next best. And then he also bowls. He took 10 wickets, right arm quickie, at an average of eight. Hmm. So he has played eight. He, eight. he has played in the Big Bash before. He played three games for the Hobart Hurricanes, and he was on the Sydney Sixers list as well. So he's been rushed into the squad by Diz as a replacement player for Trav. Let's have a listen to what Diz said about him. 
towards the back end of the tournament, we're going to lose some players to other tournaments. So obviously, Chris Lynn, uh, Adam Hose, Jamie Overton have got commitments before the end of Big Bash. So we feel we lose certain firepower there. We just felt we, we could just top up and uh, in case in case anyone's needed. Josh Cairn uh, has been performing well for Northern Northern Districts in the in the uh, T20 comp. We thought it was a, a no-brainer to, to get him in and, and get him around the group and get him training with the boys and uh, being around. And then if an opportunity presents itself and we feel that, you know, he, he's the right fit in, in, a, in a fixture, then then he'll get an opportunity. But uh, but really excited to have him on board. Uh, he's a clean striker of the ball. Bats at the top for the Northern Jets. And uh, I think on, on Sunday, I went and watched him and he, he got 80 off about 40 balls. So um, he's in pretty good nick. He is in pretty good nick. And there's some good numbers that you went through, Bonds. And Dizzy mentioned it's exciting. He's in the squad, the 13-man squad. So look, I don't think he'll play tonight, but he's thereabouts, which is great. And if, yes. if he's called upon, he'll certainly take his opportunity. Um, but there's plenty of other guys that would want to take their opportunity. A few guys that had down years last year, Jake Weatherall's one. Well, Dizzy spoke about him as well and uh, his potential impact and Matt Short as well. Jakey Weatherald, who uh, played the first part of the tournament and struggled a little bit last year and then had a bit of time off. You know, he's certainly uh, refreshed and ready to go and, and he, he's got a role in the middle order uh, this season. And, uh, you know, we think he can have a massive impact. Um, so really excited for him. And, and I'm excited for Matt Short. You know, he's, he's been given the captaincy of the franchise. He did that one game last year where um, he got, his, got 100 and we chased 229, uh, which was an amazing achievement. Um, but, you know, he's got the reins full time now. So I'm excited to see what, what he can bring and uh, and build on his form. He's, he's obviously got into the Australian side on the back of his BBL with the Adelaide Strikers for the last couple of years. So um, I hope looking forward to seeing how Matt uh, leads the side. There you go. Dizzy Gillespie there talking about Jake Weatherwood, who will bat at four for the Strikers yes. tonight. And Matt Shaw, who will lead the team and open the batting. And speaking of leading the team, he didn't win the toss, unfortunately, Bonds. Or the bat flip. <laughs> Or that yeah, who has won won the bat flip? So that means they've won it. The Thunder, and they are going to bat first. Right. So I got the team here, the eleven that are playing for the strikers. So this is the good oil. This is the team for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. Give us that strikers lineup. So we had a crack at it before we came on air, Bonds, and we're pretty close. We might have missed one. So Matt Short and Darcy Short to open. Chris Lim will come in at three. Jake Weatherall at four. Adam Hose as expected at five. Jamie Overton comes in at six, Baisley at seven, Nielsen at eight, Agar at nine, David Payne at 10, and Cam Boyce is playing. So 11, which means that Cam, Josh Cam, that man we were just talking about, is the 12th man tonight. So they've left out Doggett, Menenti, Henry Hunt, Thomas Kelly, and Henry Thornton from that lineup. Uh, For the Thunder, Hales, Bancroft, Jilks, Davies, Ross, Sams, McAndrew, Green, Hatcher, Khan, and Sanger are there, 11 that are playing. Should be a. That's uh, interesting. They played Cam Cam Boyce. Cam Boyce is Dizzy loves loves a spinner in the lineup. Well, we know we spoke with Darcy Short last night, and he said that he has been practicing yes. his bowling a lot and wants to bowl. So he would love to bowl four overs if he can. Matt Short has opened the bowling all of last year, so that's potentially the plan again. So we've got a few spin options in there. Mm, interesting, interesting lineup. Uh, that was the good oil for Coverham Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. So we will go over the Big Bash tipping competition in around about 15 minutes' time. So. 
Texting your tips from uh, game week two, which we went over those next six games. We need your tips and text them in, and we'll read them out and uh, put your name on the end of it. Text in on 0427 154 166. But, Bonds, I just wanted to – we had a little chat about this off air, mm-hmm. and, we just, and we're going to speak about it in True or False next as well. But David Warner – Yes. Is he the greatest opener that Australia has ever had? It's been a little discussion that we had. Uh, there's a few names up there. I mean, Taylor, Tubby Taylor, obviously. Justin Langer was a pretty good opener for us. The numbers David Warner's stack up against nearly anyone. Yes. Is there anyone else that maybe we haven't oh, mentioned? I, I, I think most Australians would have issues calling David Warner our greatest opener, regardless of stats. Yep. Just because of his... I guess demeanor. He's not a likable person. He's not. No, well, I'm <laughs> no. being honest here. He doesn't. People don't warm to him. Yep. Just because the, the he. I guess it's just his nature. Yep. Um. I'm sure if you you know if you knew the guy, you'd probably love him. But he he just doesn't warm to the Australian public, and therefore I just think uh, you can't make that comment. No, that's that's. And f- I think Justin Langer's record's probably better. Mark Ward did he open? Or was that just no, one day? just one day. So there is one that I did think of, and I've held his name out of it because I think he is our best opener of all time. And the stats actually back him up over David Warner. That is Matthew Hayden. The big barrel-chested Haydos so, who walks around in a pink cowboy hat these days. Exactly. So Warner's average is 44.82, so just under 45. Mm. Uh, he's made 8,600 runs. Um, so he, his stats are not too bad. He's made the 26 centuries, but Matthew Hayden – same amount of runs he's made in less games. His average is 50.73. So he averages yep. more than five more with the bat. And he made 30 centuries, Matthew Hayden. Um, yep. So No, that's yeah, that's that's pretty definitive, isn't it? Hayden's only behind Ponting, Steve Waugh, and Steve Smith when it comes to the most centuries made in the history of Australian Test cricket. Yep. So I think Hayden is the number one. Smashed it. Um let us know. 0427-154-166. That's a Nutrient Ag Solutions text line. Let us know uh, who you think. Is Dave Warner Australia's greatest opener? Is it Matty Hayden? Do you have another name for us? It's interesting. Do you know that Matty Hayden's made one more century than one other Australian cricketer? Do you know who's made 29 centuries? A pretty good cricketer for Don. Me? Yeah, the Don. Don. Yeah. Hayden's made one Averaged, more century. Averaged uh, just under 100, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> um, Beds, we've got a big show, true or false, coming up thanks to Kia. Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9. You've got your all-American sports update tonight thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. And from the Adelaide 36s, Alex Starling is going to join us. Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. We did have a text in. Uh, Bill Laurie, 67 tests, oh, wow. 5,000 runs, 1,300, 2,750. So... Did that come from Bill? It did come from Bill. So Ooh. not a bad not a bad one. There's a few players that obviously have played in yesteryear that certainly could lay claim to that. And men's today it was announced that South Australia or the Sandful will take on the VFL next year in a good old fashioned state game in Gather Round. Wow. We so did we did mention this. Time and yeah, we might. yeah, but Go it's ahead. now official. It is going to happen. So time and venue yet to be announced. Question for you. Should it be a curtain raiser to one of the other games or should it be a standalone nah. game, maybe down at Glenelg? Uh, no, no, it can't be a standalone game. We gather around every single game's here in the state. Um, the local footy's not being played so that yes. you can get along to watch these AFL games. I would play it as a curtain raiser without a doubt. Uh, 
I'd be interested to see, we know the South Australian team would be good. I'd be interested to see who he is in the Victorian team because you're not going to have the AFL players and you're not going to have the AFL clubs with a line players to them either. So are they getting just all their players from Williamstown and Werribee? I don't know. Yeah, like, there'll be some. No, there'll be some rules as to who, there will be who and who can and who I'm can't. Not sh- what I'm sort of alluding to is I think we might be stronger, so we. Sh- I think we should win just on paper, looking at that with what the rules will be. But SA versus Vic, it's back on in gather round. Okay, coming up on the show, true or false? The all electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA with Bonds and Men's. You can be part of the show. Nutrient Ag Solutions open line is one 736 736 or text in 0427 154 166. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com. Dot au And men's there's still time for people to text in their tips for uh, our big bash comps. The next six games. So you still got a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes. Game week two. Strikers versus Thunder. Scorchers versus Hurricanes. Renegades versus Heat. Sixers versus Strikers. Stars versus Thunder. And Hurricanes versus Renegades. Text in your six winners with your name and we'll read it out very shortly. Uh, we got a text in as well. Men's there's your opening pair for Australia all time. Warner and Hayden. Let's not forget the 10 runs Warner saved in the field, plus uh, uh, 100-plus games in every format. So, yep. Um, to miss in a year and surviving 14 test opening partners. Dead heat or Warner by a nose. Great text. Modbury Mac. Hmm. Top two. I, look, I know you don't like David Warner, but the stats oh, probably show that yeah. he's probably right, Modbury Mac. So thanks for the text. Also, if you want to text in your six winners for game week two, then uh, we'll be reading that out in a couple of minutes' time. Time for true or false. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Men's true or false time. You can go first. Okay, so I'm going to start with the old school days of hard love in coaching is over. Bill True. Belichick, Pop, uh, Popovich in the NBA, and Justin Langer. True. Oh, okay. True. The society is a lot softer than what it used to be, so, yeah. Very, Tough love. Yep. No longer no longer viable. Um, Bailey Smith will play his next game of footy at the Western Bulldogs. Uh, that is a <laughs> really tough one. I'm going to go true. He's done his ACL. Yes. Which means he that won't play again this year. Correct. That will scare off some teams. So I'm going to say they'll stick by him. He's young. True. Okay. Uh, Bonds, easy one. The Dallas Cowboys are pretenders. Uh, that is true. They <laughs> are pretenders. And I know you love saying that. You, <laughs> you probably say it again before the show's out. Uh, yes, that's true. Um, I don't think they can win the whole thing. Uh, men's, Dave Warner will open the batting for Australia against the West Indies. That's false. He's done in Sydney. That there'll be has, an, has he actually said that? Okay, there'll be a right if he's opening the batting against the West <laughs> Indies. Um, Bonds, Darcy Short will take the most spin wickets for the strikers this season. That is true. I'm going to back him in. He did tell us he's replaced Rashid Khan last night. Yeah, he Not did quite. say that. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, men's, uh, true or false? The sample should have numbers on the front of their jersey. Oh. Like the... Waffle and like the VFL. 
oh, I haven't put a lot of thought into this. I'm going to say false because it's just weird to me, but <laughs> look, I'm not against it. Who knows? Put the name on the back. Uh, Bonds, the 36ers will finish on the bottom of the NBL table. Uh, that is false. Yep. I, like I think the Hawks will finish uh, bottom. Um, and, yeah, the Sixers will get off the bottom. Yeah, good call. Um, true or false, the 49ers and the Ravens will play in this year's Super Bowl. Oh, that's a really good one. Um, I'm going to say true. I, the 49ers will. They are unbelievable. I'm hoping yep. that my Eagles can knock them off. But And the Ravens will probably get the one seed, so true. Okay. Uh, one more each. One more each. Okay, I'm going to go to this one. Morrow bars are underrated. Uh, that is false. True. They're in the favourites box and Sammy Fantasia, our producer's in here, and he knows <laughs> what's up. No, no, I'm not a fan. As oh, a Chiquitos. All right. Yes. Oh, Chiquito, I'm all over that. <laughs> yeah, true, I'm um, both of them. Chicken snitties are better than beef snitties. Uh, my fiance Ash will hate me saying this, but true. False. I prefer chicken. True. No, the, the, the schnitzel pecking order goes pork. Veal, Pork. beef, chicken. Oh, God. Oh. Texas in on that Getting one. Involved. <laughs> All right, I've got one left for both of you. Uh, Santa is real. No, don't answer that. Don't answer that. It's time for the BBL Tipping Comp, uh, your local tyre power. Big December deal sales are on. Get four for the price of three on Toyo Tyres. All right, so let's jump straight into, we did our tips last night, Bonds. Uh, let's jump into Travis's tips here. He went the Strikers, the Scorchers, the Renegades, the Strikers, the Thunder, and the Hurricanes. So he's he's liking the Strikers in this game week. Commentators, David Wildey has sent his tips through. He's gone the Strikers, the Scorchers, the Renegades, the Sixers, the Stars, and the Hurricanes. Sammy Fantasia is in the studio. He's currently leading our tipping competition. What have you got in this week, game week two? Well, I had the exact same as David Wildey, but I I don't want to look like I'm copying him. So I'm going to go strikers, scorchers, and I'm changing from the gades to the heat. Then I'm going sixes, stars, and the hurricanes. Mm, okay. I like it. There's a few different ones in there, which is great. So we have mentioned that everyone's a part of this. You at home are a part of this as well. So Tom has texted in his tips. So we'll run through these. The tips is currently sitting second on the table, just one back from Sam, myself, and Chad, which is the commentator. So let's go through Tom's tips. And he has gone with the Strikers tonight, no surprise. Uh, then the Scorchers, also no surprise. They're the Brisbane Heat in the third game, the Sixers in the fourth game, the Thunder in the fifth game. And the Renegades in the sixth game. So that is everyone's tips. I was tips. way off. <laughs> that uh, Bonds has played that, who's currently last in our tipping competition. So uh, your co-host under a bus, even though I, <laughs> I was the one that played it. Uh, but yeah, look, it's a tight tipping competition. We're on five uh, listeners. Travis and Bonds are on four. So we're going to give you an update throughout the Big Bash competition and how we're going, and some prizes. We're going to give away some prizes too. Yeah, what are, what are we giving away? Do we know yet? Well, uh, it we'll might fi- be a special oh, night with Paul Bonser. Sammy's, Sammy's all over. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, but it might be a Signet Boost portable uh, power bank valued at forty nine ninety nine. Nice. Either that, or I think Paul Bonser's uh, he's donated his time for a dinner as well with and, someone and, or, if they'd or, like, yeah, or a day at the golf simulator with Bond. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah free maybe it. Eric will shout us all at the Adelaide <laughs> yeah, Giants maybe. in the upcoming series against the Perth Heat. Maybe if you're options. on SENSA, you're crossing to the cricket with Wilds and Chad Sayers. So enjoy listening to the Strikers. If you're on crew, stay with us. Alex Starling from the 36ers coming up on the summer edition of Sports ASA with Bonds, Mans and Sammy occasionally.
the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a... Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of our show thanks to uh, Nutrient Ag Solutions. The open line's one 736 736 or text in 0427154166. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Let's do a uh, cricket update, men's, um, for the strikers. Join the strikers in their quest for glory. We will, and just as Tom texts in his tips, he's gone with the strikers tonight. Uh, look, maybe there's a little bit of bias here, Bonds, but... Every one of us in the tipping competition yep. has backed the strikers to beat the Thunder. They will be the freshest team in the competition because they haven't played yet. <laughs> <laughs> However, the Thunder did win the bat flip and have decided to bat first, which means we will chase. Mm-hmm. You don't mind chasing. I think we might have bowled first anyway. Yeah, I think that we don't have Rashid Khan anymore. So no. that's when we like to bowl second and put the pressure on, but... Yeah, I, I think we'll be okay chasing with Matt Short and Darcy Short, Short up the top of the order. So we'll go through our lineup tonight, which is Matt Short and Darcy Short at the top. Chris Lynn at three. Some firepower there. Jake yes. Weatherill comes in at four. Adam Hose at five. Had a nice tournament last year. Jamie Overton, our import at six. James Baisley, we've got him into the squad this year too. He's at seven. Harry Nielsen, the keeper at eight. Agar at nine. David Payne comes in at 10. And Cam Boyce is going to bowl. He comes in at number 11. He's been good, Cam Boyce. I know he's a little older, but, you know, BBL's an old man's game these days. But he's been good when he's replaced Rash at the end of the season. He's performed well. He has performed well. And what it's done is with the lineup that we've picked and the squad that we have, without Rashid Khan, we do have multiple options. So Matt Shaw at his disposal tonight is going to be able to bowl himself, which we probably will see the first over. He will bowl. He normally bowls the first He normally over. does. But then he's also got Darcy Short. He also has Baisley in there, Overton. He's got Agar, David Payne, Cam Boyce. So effectively there's seven bowling options there. So if one of them, the Shorts, goes for a little bit or Boyce doesn't potentially have the traction that he wants, he has got a number of options that can get through the overs tonight. What do you think the crowd will be tonight? Yeah, I'm going to say 8,888. I'll say 11,002 people. Okay, well, if it's 10,000, we're right in the middle. Uh, look, it should be, I mean, it's a cracking night for cricket. Beautiful night for cricket, and we see some Strikers fans walking past uh, 1 King William Street right now, Studio Lumo. Off they go. Doesn't look like a bad crowd looking up on the screen here, men's. Um, yeah, no, there's lower, a few in there. Lower decks significantly. Well, school, school's finished up, or yes. either finished up today or or potentially tomorrow. So it should be timing-wise, it should be pretty perfect as well for families to get along to the Big Bash tonight. Hey, we coming up on the show, we're going to chat with 36er Alex Starling. We are. Great journey there. And I've got my All-American Sports update, which we're going to have at the end of the show. But I just wanted to... Uh, I saw this yesterday, and I just want to touch on this really briefly. 30 seconds on... The cost of a 30-second Super Bowl ad. Oh, yes, this is good. So this came out the other day. So back in 1967, it cost $42,000 for a 30-second Super Bowl ad. That's a lot of money back then. Back then it is. Well, how about this? If SEN or Cruise 1323 want to buy a 30-second ad on the Super Bowl this year, it's going to set them back $7 million. Seven mil. For a 30-second ad. Wow. So That's why you only get the big boys advertising. That might be a good investment. $7 million. For 30 seconds? 
That is incredible. That's uh, that's about two hundred fifty thousand dollars a second. That's uh, if my math is right. Out, I'm not sure. Just it out is, of but... our reach, men's. Yeah, we might go next season. Maybe Sam could could spot us. <laughs> spot us. Sports they had <laughs> during the Super Bowl. Oh. That's that, that's amazing amount of money. Mm, and it's only going to get more and more every single season. All right, let's talk to the great man, Alex Starling. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Men's, our next guest is brought to us by Mate. $20 off for five months with Mate Internet. Use the promo code SAVE20 with Mate Internet. He is an Adelaide 36er. He is the oldest rookie I've ever heard of, really. But <laughs> Alex Starling, welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. No, thank you, boys. Thank you for having me. Oh, look, it's you've, you've had a, a quite a bit of journey, a, a, quite a bit of a journey, and we want to speak to you about that as well. But firstly, about the basketball, Ninny's obviously taken over at the top, and there's been a noticeable improvement from watching from the outside. Do you feel that the group feels that change as well, that, that things are sort of on the improve? Uh, yeah, definitely on the up. Um, obviously not the start that we wanted to uh, to the season and the uh, next two or three months that follow. But uh, the last couple of weeks uh, has shown signs of improvement within the group, for sure. It certainly has, Alex. And we mentioned it yesterday, taking on Melbourne United on the weekend, who at the moment, are the benchmark of the competition. 107 to 96 loss, so 11-point loss. But we're in the game and some really positive signs from that game away from home. Uh, yes, obviously, uh, definitely, Melbourne United is you know the benchmark of the competition. And obviously, there's been talks about them, you know, having one of the best records in league history. And, you know, we obviously want to play spoiler to that. But uh, obviously, when... Most teams go on the road. Uh, they tend to, you know, get a little bit closer because they don't have that home, that home crowd to back them. So it's kind of a, it's just us against everybody else mentality. And uh, we obviously took that on board and tried to walk out with the uh, with the win, but just came up short. Did just come up short, but uh, you mentioned the playing away from home and it been much more of a challenge. Well, this week we take on the Brisbane Bullets. Sunday, December twenty fourth. It is going to be a full house there as well for us. So some great support, a really good opportunity for us to bounce back and uh, get Scotty Ninnis his first win. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, get him the first win and give everybody an early Christmas present as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I want to talk about Ninny. You play with Ninny in NBL 1. He coached you to a championship there. With him taking the reins, you personally, is that like putting on an old pair of Jordans? It's just a nice, comfortable feel for you? Uh, comfortable feel, obviously, um, as opposed to, you know, CV, uh, CJ and uh, Simo, who, you know, were uh, at the Hamlets before Nini. Um, Scotty has been with me, watching me play the last two-plus years, and he knows what I could do day in, day out, you know, what I bring to the table, whereas I feel like, you know, CJ didn't have that amount of time to be able to see everything that Nini has also. Just from that standpoint, it's like, all right, I know what I'm going to get from Alex. I know, you know, everything that he brings to the table, rather than it's uh, unknown, so to speak. But um, definitely, definitely a, a good feeling. Now, man, something you might not know about Alex is that his jersey is one of the hottest sellers for the Adelaide 36ers. Now, you've got a lot of fans in Adelaide simply because of the amount of basketball you've played here locally. 
Um, does that give you a, a sense of pride, knowing that uh, you've got a little fan base here in town? Um, I'm not a prideful man, but it makes me it makes me very very happy. You know, very prideful to put on that 36ers jersey with you know all the people that. I've come across and connected with all the relationships that I've built, you know, through the years here in Adelaide. And to see some kids become adults and obviously adults, you know, follow my journey and to be able to say, you know, you should be a 36er to now I am a 36er and able to, you know, purchase my jersey and, you know, I'm able to find it. That that brings me a great deal of joy. It's great, Alex. And I want to ask you about what the next couple of weeks look like. So, we mentioned that we take on the Bullets on the 24th of December, Sunday. Then we roll straight into the Wildcats Thursday night, the 28th, and then follow that up with a game against Illawarra in Illawarra on the 31st of December. So three games in the space of a week. We're three games out of finals at the moment. Things can change pretty quickly in this competition. Uh, yeah, obviously Melbourne United, they set the mark, but I feel like within everyone else, you know, two, three games, you know, you're right back in it. Um, I know Scotty said this about uh, about Perth, you know, not even a week back, you know, they had a two, three game losing streak and then they were able to run off, I, I believe, six, if not seven straight. And, you know, they're right back in the thick of things. So, you know, that's basketball, that's life. You know, it, it presents the opportunity to, you know, give you a new challenge to set yourself up for good. And, you know, it's up to us to make the most of it. But seasons is down, but it's definitely not out. Yeah, without a doubt. And so over that week period, the three games in there, are we expected to see more minutes go to a, a greater number of players? I mean, it's three matches in seven games in any sports, uh, a fair time, a fair commitment to be able to back up, I guess, week after week and, and play three games in that game week. Um. I mean, I'm not a part of the coaching staff, so I don't sit around and discuss minutes. But just me on sport, I know that anything could happen, you know, be it somebody falls sick or injury or whatever the case may be. But I know that everyone's, you know, rocking and ready to go if, you know, their name is called. Alex, in May, uh, you got your Australian citizenship. Congratulations on that. I want to ask you about that. Does that make it, uh, I guess, the reason for doing that? Um, and does it make it easier for you, I guess, to travel to and from Australia? Uh, not necessarily. So even with my permanent residency, um, you know, I'm able to travel to and from as easy without, you know, having to need a visa. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, citizenship goes, it's just more so, you know, being able to have the passport and, you know, I can't even say like even, being a resident, you don't have to wait in uh, in a long TSA line, you know, coming to and from. So, from from the travel standpoint, it's pretty much the same as a permanent resident. As far as your work with the Adelaide Thirty Sixes, is it does the citizenship help you there? Uh, yes. So, obviously, me being naturalized, I, I'm not classified as an import. Um, I know that there's a point system, so I'm not sure what it is because I have been naturalized. I'm not sure if it's one point or you know whatever the case may be, but I know that I don't. I don't count as an import, so it's a lot less, you know, as far as the point system goes for me, you know, being naturalized. 
Now, Alex, it's an interesting story from Miami, Florida, but your journey over here wasn't with a basketball background to start. Your journey over here, for those that don't know, was the Sydney Swans AFL. You did had a little bit of time there, spent some time with Port Adelaide in, in the AFL scene as well. How did that come about? And uh, I guess the transition from basketball to AFL and back to basketball. Uh, yeah, so... um finished up my senior year playing college basketball, my last year playing college basketball, and uh, I was contacted by a uh, guy who does uh, the uh, main combine, scouting for the uh, NBA combine. His name is uh, John Devani over at uh, Draft Express, and he reached out to me on behalf of the Sydney Swans to put me in contact with Paul Roos. Um, Paul flew over to Redondo Beach, California, which is where I met him, and it was pretty much a U.S. AFL combine. Um, tested really well, showed a lot of promise. They flew me over for a uh, three-week time trial, and uh, for a three-week trial, I should say. And during that time, I learned a lot, uh, picked up the skills, you know, being able to kick a footy fairly quickly. Um, found out I had a stress fracture that stopped everything from happening. So at the end of it all, they offered me a contract, and it was like, look, go home. We love what we see. Let your uh, your stress fracture heal, and as soon as it does, you have a contract waiting. And fortunately or unfortunately, it didn't heal like medically, there was still a small hairline in the x-ray, uh, still a small uh, fracture, but physically I felt fine. I didn't feel any pain or anything like that. So obviously just for, you know, the sake of their due diligence and duty of care, it's like, look, we don't want to risk it, which I understood. But what would have been my rookie year, 2012, was the year the uh, Sydney Swans won the grand final. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a tough one, but life goes on. Um, my manager's based here in Adelaide, put me in contact with uh, Al Green at the time, who was coaching the Wolfville Warriors. Uh, one of the teams in the NBL one now and uh, showed a lot of promise there. I was training with the Sixers and I met uh, one of the uh, contacts, uh, Paul Vandenberg, who was uh, working out at uh, Port Adelaide at the time and was able to train with the Sixers as well as Port Power, as well as Woodville Warriors um, all in one day, some days, most days, I should say. But um, yeah, that happened and at the end of it, all, it's crazy because I just saw Mason Cox in Melbourne and when we played Melbourne United, I saw Mason Cox. <laughs> Yes. So when first came over, uh, myself and Mason, we were at Port Adelaide, you know, working out. We had a good laugh about it uh, over over the weekend. But um, crazy to see where our journeys are now. Like he's a premiership player with a uh, Collingwood some nine years later, and here I am, you know, a rookie playing in a uh, NBL. It's funny. It's amazing, isn't uh, it? It really is amazing. Uh, and then, yeah. so question on that: Have you put the footy away, or will we see you at a park here in Adelaide having a kick throughout uh, the week? Uh, man, I, I put it away, man. I tried to play uh, down in Virginia right before COVID. Yes. And then I tried to play down in Garland Central's and had a metacarpal, broke my metacarpal oh, no. bone. Yeah, so that was the year of COVID, actually. And, and since then, it's like, man, you know what? I just stick to basketball. <laughs> you know, man, there's some 45 and overs league. One day, maybe I might give it a run, but right now. <laughs> Basketball, man. Just uh, basketball. Fantastic. Uh, it, it is a great story, Alex, and we love you sharing that with us. Uh, uh, thank I, you. Thank I, um, I just want to ask you about what, what is it about Adelaide that you you really love? You've been here a long time now. Obviously, you've made lots of friends here. But what is it about this town that you love? Um, I love everything. Um, obviously, the people, um, very welcoming, um, very peaceful for the most part that, that I've experienced. Um. I can see myself, obviously, with the life I've lived over the last 10 years being here, um, definitely settling down and being able to raise a family. I feel like it's very 
family orientated. Um, as far as basketball goes anyway, and I'm pretty sure like just knowing how, you know, footy supporters are like, they're very loyal supporters and, you know, I, I respect a loyal person. I respect an honest person. And I can see myself obviously, you know, making Adelaide home and me coming from a big city like Miami, that would be similar to a Sydney or a Melbourne. Like I've done it, you know, my whole life and it doesn't impress me. Like I'd rather be quiet, chill, laid back. And to me, that's Adelaide. Well, it's been a great chat, Alex. Uh, we really appreciate you spending a, a couple of minutes with us and good luck on Christmas Eve. I'll be there cheering you on as well and uh, broadcasting the game for SEN and hopefully you can get Scotty his first win. Yeah, hopefully, man. Hopefully. Thank you, boys, very much. Thank Thanks, Alex. Thanks, appreciate Alex. appreciate it. Alex Starling from the Adelaide 36ers and what a story, men. Uh, came to Australia to play Aussie Rules footy. Injury mm-hmm. stopped all of that. And, uh, yeah, to, to think that he was here at the same time Mason Cox came over. Incredible journey. It really and is an incredible one journey. One went one way, one went the other way. Yeah, and both playing at the highest level uh, in this country when it comes to that sport, which is great to see. He's well-travelled in Adelaide too. He's played at Woodville. He's played at the North Adelaide Rockets, the South Adelaide yep. Panthers. So he, he'd know Adelaide as well as anyone when it comes to where to live and where to raise a family. And there's always that talk with with guys playing at that level. Could they take the step and play NBL? And there's only a few that that ever get talked about. But he, all, has, around the basketball scene in Adelaide, he's the one that said, well, Alex Starling, he's good enough to play for the 36ers, Without surely. Doubt. Without doubt. And he's proving that now. So uh, great chat with Alex Starling from the 36ers. Men's, it's time for your All-American update. Curry, long distance. Your All-American Update is brought to us by Toolkit Depot, your trade pro pro partner, everything you need to get the job done, shop in-store or online. Yeah, let's start with the NBA, Bond. So there's uh, plenty of games today and uh, a couple of high-scoring games. So if you're tuned into the NBA and you want to watch a game and you want to see a high score, anytime Indiana plays... Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You want to watch. They played the Clippers today at home. Now, Indiana have been very good at home this year, and I'm going to get to some home records in a second. But the Pacers, uh, they lost 151 to 127 to the LA Clippers. They are averaging 127 points a game, Indiana, and 127 points against. That is, that's all time. That will be a yes. record this year. 127 points, and you lose. Yeah. By 23 or 24. 24. And they hit their average. It's yeah. it's rather staggering. Nuts. But so they are box office at the moment, the Pacers. Uh, the Cavaliers beat the Rockets. Uh, the Hawks beat the Pistons. The Nuggets got a win back at home and the Lakers lost at home. But what I want to go over, Bonds, while we're on the NBA, is I mentioned a week or two back the home records at the moment in sport and in particular yeah, in the talk NBA. That. How about this? So this is some of the home records, and I'll give you a couple of the away ones too. In the NBA, this sport is harder to win away from home than any sport in the world currently. And here's some stats for you. The Boston Celtics at home this year, they've played 14 games. They are 14-0. and The Milwaukee Bucks, 16 games at home. They're 14-2. and The Timberwolves have been very good this year. They are 11-1 and at home. But these are some of the better stats for you. Orlando Magic, who have been a real surprise this season, they are 11 wins and two losses at home. They're only five and a seven and seven away. So they it's staggering the difference. Uh, Denver, 
they're eleven and two at home, seven and eight away, so they're not even above five hundred away from home. This is uh, the Lakers ten and three at home, five and nine away. But the one that gets me is the Houston Rockets. If you play Houston, Houston at their home court, this is what they do. They are eleven and one away from their home court. They're two and nine. Yep, it just, horrible. It actually is. They staggering. get on a plane. They get and on a plane. A they lose. Team. They they are at home and they win. So that's some of the records currently in the NBA. The home record. So we go over each week the top five teams in the NBA and the NFL, and the probably the one, two, and three MVP front runners. So my top five this week for the NBA. I've taken Orlando and Philadelphia out. Right. Philly lost today at home. They did. It was a bad loss. So they are out of my top five. So at number five, I've gone with the Denver Nuggets. They are back. They're going to be thereabouts again come the pointy end. So they're at number five. This team you probably wouldn't expect to be in there, or most people wouldn't have been if they watched the first half of the season. The LA Clippers, they are 16 wins and 10 losses. They've reeled off eight straight wins. They've worked it out, haven't they? They really have with Harden, with Kawhi Leonard, um, with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. They've moved Westbrook to the bench and they've won ever since. Yes. They are as good as anyone in the comp at the moment. The Milwaukee Bucks come in at number three. The Minnesota Timberwolves have been the surprise of the competition. They're number two. And the Boston Celtics are still currently the best team in the NBA. Agreed. Which leads me to the MVP conversation. This is pretty open in the NBA. There's a number of players that could be up there. I've gone with Joel Embiid at number three. He's averaging as many points and rebounds as he did last year when he won it. Uh, At number two, Luka Doncic's numbers are unbelievable for Dallas. But at number one... Still think the Joker, Nikola Jokic, his numbers are just staggering. And uh, Denver's going to be up there and every chance to win it again this year. I think they might play play or take on the Celtics in the finals. So I've still got the, the Joker at number one in the MVP race. Like it. On to the NFL. So if we have a look at the NFL, there's some big matches over the weekend. Uh the the Las Vegas Raiders, they beat the Chargers 63 to 21. So what that meant? Score isn't it? That's a huge score. What team gives up sixty three in the American football? Well, a team like the LA Chargers, what that meant was their coach got fired off the back of it. Yes, probably fair enough too. Fair enough. A couple of the other results: the Bengals beat the Vikings twenty seven to twenty four. The Dolphins shut out the Jets thirty to zero. That's bad for the Jets. The 49ers put up forty five against the Cardinals. The Bills beat the Pretenders, also known as the Cowboys, thirty one to ten. The Ravens look very good. They knocked off the Jaguars 23 to 7 and the Seahawks got the job done today unfortunately against my Eagles 20 to 17. So again, this race is right up for grabs. The top 5 teams have got here disagree with me or agree with me on these bonds. At number 5, I've put the Philadelphia Eagles. I've moved them down each week. That's fair. They're at 5. At number 4, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. So that their run home means that they could actually have the one seed heading into the uh, conference playoffs, which would be huge. At number three, this team might not even make the playoffs, but the Buffalo Bills, they are playing. They'll make of, the playoffs. They will make, the way they're playing, they'll beat yep. anyone other than our number one ranked team. So I've got the Bills at three. At number two is the Baltimore Ravens. They looked very good against a good Jacksonville Jaguars team. So I think the Ravens now almost clearly the second seed with how far the Bills and the Chiefs are still back. And our number one team, without doubt, there's no one close to them at the moment, is the San Francisco 49ers. They're Killing the best it. team in it, which means that in the MVP race, I've moved a few around here. At number three, I'll put their quarterback, Brock Purdy. Did you expect to hear his name come up um, for the MVP conversation? 
Not really. Probably, not really. No. But, well, McCaffrey's yes, been elite for him, but yes. um, Purdy has. His numbers are sensational. And number two, I've gone with Tyreek Hill. We saw when he didn't play last week. I mean, he didn't play on the weekend, but they played against the Jets, who are horrific. Uh, He has had an unbelievable year. His numbers will be great at the end of the season. And the number one for mine in the MVP race in the NFL is Lamar Jackson. It was actually my pick at the start of the season to win the MVP. Had some nice odds. But uh, he is firing, as are the Ravens. So, yeah, I, I think that with three weeks left to go, there is still so many wild card spots up for grabbing the it's NFL. It's a really close race, isn't it? It is. It's I mean, going to be great to watch. The 49ers are out in front, but the next 16 to 17 teams, anyone could win. And so, look, the 49ers, if they're not healthy coming to the playoffs, you never know what can happen. But the NFL is great to watch. Three weeks to go before we get into the playoffs. Men's, it's been great. Uh, we've run out of time again as the cricket's about to start down there. Come on, Mr. Um, have a good day tomorrow. Dizzy will be in your chair tomorrow with me again. Looking forward to having Jason Gillespie. Off the back of a win. Off the back of a win. Uh, hopefully off the back of a win. <laughs> He'll be grumpy otherwise. Yeah, he will. Um, and we'll do it all again. I'll see you on Thursday. And uh, Dizzy and I will be with you again tomorrow. Good night, everyone. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.